Um, I just want to talk to you for a few minutes. If you give me just your ears and your mind and your heart, I want to talk to you about the fact that praise is progress. People forget when we're working and we're doing and we're living life and we're setting goals and we're setting aspirations, we think that if we pray for it and God gives it to us, that that's the progress. And that is a form of progress. I cannot say it's not. But I want you to know that when you're waiting on God to prepare the answer, and when you're waiting on God to prepare that which the enemy sent for evil to turn it to good, your progress in that moment is your praise. Hallelujah. So if you're joining us online or in here and you have your Bibles or your phones, to go to Psalms 149. Really, David kicks off just a Gatlin gun of praise from Psalms 45 to 150. He just starts barraging the people and the children of Israel about how they should praise the Lord. Right, Brother Roy? Have you just praise the Lord. Praise Him in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament of His power. Praise Him for His mighty act. Praise Him for His excellent grace. All these things. Praise Him in morning, evening, noon, night. Just like He doesn't He doesn't say the clock matters. He says praise Him whenever, but if you're going to praise Him, praise Him when you rise up and praise Him when you lay down. Amen? I better get to this before I start preaching. Praise ye the Lord, verse 1. Sing unto the Lord a new song. How many know we should write new songs to the Lord? Like, Lord, the church just can't keep up. They're singing a new song every week. They really take Psalms 149 seriously. <laughs> Sing unto the Lord a new song. And his praise in the congregation of the saints. Everybody say, that's where we're at right now. Let Israel, now he's speaking to Israel, but it applies to us as the church. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. How many know the Lord is making you, has made you, and will make you? He that the Son is set free is free indeed. Amen? He could have just said, he that the Son is set free is free. But I feel like he just kind of threw in there, indeed. So you know, it's a good kind of freedom. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. How many like to be joyful in the king of kings and the Lord of lords? I'm taking little pauses here as we read. Let them praise the name in the dance. Did you know your dance praises the name? I probably shouldn't stop there because we could talk a while. I live for the weekend. How about you? Amen. I love to praise the Lord. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and the harp. For the Lord taketh pleasure. Everybody say, he likes it. In his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Amen. Most beautiful people I ever met are people that are fully saved and praise the Lord. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds in morning and night. I mean, God is going to give you a song in the places where you need it. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. Amen. Later you're going to see two-edged sword is the word of God. It says, put the praise in your mouth and the word of God. I'm going to translate it that way. I know he's talking about a physical sword here, but we know that the sword of the spirit is what we work with. Amen. Where we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power, spiritual wickedness in high places. Let 
the sword of the spirit is most important to our life for it informs us of how to worship and God says he's pleased when we praise and so he tells us put a praise in your mouth and the word in your hand that is progress brothers and sisters so let's talk about it for a little bit Jesus we come to you on this beautiful Sunday we ask you just to bless every soul in this place minister to them through your word I pray in Jesus precious name and everybody said amen you may be seated Scripture runs deep when it talks about praise. Talks about chains being broken in praise. Talks about different places in Scripture where we lift up a shout unto the Lord. Psalms 145 gives us, Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. Who's most worthy of praise? The Lord. Great job, Rob. An engineer among us. He reverse engineered that sermon, that, that text just there. Praise the Lord, for he is the most worthy. His greatness no one can fathom. I don't know what your greatest thought of God has ever been, but your greatest thought of God isn't even close to how great he is. You cannot even put your mind around it. In fact, we would not know how to approach God without his word, that two-edged sword. We would not know how to come to God. But Psalms 145 tells us, I will extol thee, O my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. In other words, your praise is eternal. I don't know if I can help you to understand the weight of what we were doing. It's just songs and chords to some people and sheet music. But for us, those that know what praise means and a song in our heart means, it means that we're practicing for a place that we're headed. Amen? This morning may just be a, a date on the calendar to a lot of people. It may just be brunch with family or a newspaper and a coffee. But for us... It is a day to practice where we're headed, amen? It's a day to lift our hands and to lift our voices and to give God praise. I'm practicing eternal things this morning. I'm doing something that is progressive, amen? My praise is progressing me right to heaven's gate, amen? And when I step on those streets of gold, I will not be a fresh praiser. I will not be a newbie at praising God. When I lift my voice in places of great glory, I am going to stand there going, I did this all my life. This is what got me through the down times. This is what got me up in the low days. This is what gave me praise when I didn't have anything to stand on. This is what gave me hope every day. He says in verse 2 of 145, Every day I will bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. David links the day you praise him with eternity coming. He says, your praise is your progress. Your praise is what's going to take you through. Your praise is what's going to get you out. Amen? And then he says, great is the Lord in verse 3. 
and greatly to be praised. I may not have a thought that is the greatest thing that God ever is, but I can praise him for being the greatest thing that he is. I can praise him for being great beyond my ability, great beyond my talent, great beyond my 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 mental capabilities because he is great and his greatness is unsearchable. How would you how would you worship a God that had an end? How would you worship a God that you could search it out and find where he stops? This God has depths you will never plumb. This God has wisdoms you will never attain to. In fact, in glory it says there's books open and we're going to learn of him all throughout eternity. In other words, he is unsearchable searchable. You just keep searching. There's beauty in revelation, but when you get to the bottom of every revelation, there's more revelation, and then there's more revelation, and you can't stop finding out about all there is to find out about God. I'm so grateful I serve a God like that, that this God that I serve has no searchableness. In other words, he is beyond finding out, but even in the moment, when I recognize that I have nothing that I can do mentally to understand all of who God is. He still comes and he gives me the essence of his character, the essence of his nature. He put his likeness in me and he put his creativeness in me. And when I have that, I know that I can create music to praise him. I can create words to lift him up. I can preach this sermon while I'm praising him. In other words, what progresses up can all be a form of praise. Amen, somebody? One generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare the mighty acts, verse 4. How many want to declare his mighty acts in your life? We overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, Revelation says. If you're not proclaiming the mighty acts of God, start asking him to do some mighty things you can proclaim. And he will make known to you the ways that he's working. I will declare thy greatness, amen, David says. I will declare it. It has to come out your mouth. You have to share it verbally. Praise is something that has to be a participating sport, amen? You can't sit back and just praise. You can sit there like a bump on a pickle and worship. You can. You can move not a muscle and worship God because that's mental ascent. You worship him because you know who he is, amen? I take moments where nobody is invited, just me and God. And I sit there and I just bask in his presence. And I don't have to move a hand. I don't have to say, thank you, Jesus. I don't have to do any of that. I don't even have to say words and I can worship him. Amen? You can worship him in silence, but you cannot praise God in silence. The spirit can worship God in silence. The soul can worship God in silence. But praise is a specific critter, brothers and sisters. It is designed for you to use your body. The thing that fell in the garden that the enemy thought would never be able to give God any glory, would never be able to be used to bless his holy name, God has made a way by filling you with his spirit to give your body the ability, that thing that's going to return to ash or dust, that thing that's going to perish in this earth, and you're going to get a new glorified body in heaven. That may be true, but even 
even though that is true, the devil absolutely hates that you have his former job in a body that fell in the garden, that you have been regenerated, you've been washed, you've been cleansed, you've been sanctified. And though our spirit and soul is saved, our bodies will be saved at the rapture of the church. But until then, brothers and sisters, you are progressing the spirit and the kingdom of God when you praise with your body because the enemy hates it. He hates people praising God with a body. He's like, I'll put sin in them. God can never use that again. The only use will be going to death. And the truth of the matter is, we all have to go to the grave. But the Lord is good to all. And his tender mercies are over all his works. All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord. And thy saints, that's us with a body. And thy saints shall praise thee. God gave us a regenerating power to use that which is fallen to lift him up. To lift, why don't we do that right now? Lift him up with your body. Lift him up with your voice. Lift him up. <laughs> Church, this most beautiful moment is when fallen people praise. The most progressive thing we can do is not get nervous when someone visits for the first time. Not shut it all down and be real cool, calm and collective and get our egos out and our identities and our positions and, well, I'm this and I'm that. I don't know if you can do this and do this at the same time. If you're showing off all of who you are and all of your credentials, that's why I don't get up here and talk about whether I'm in college or whether I got this degree or what seminary. Who cares where you went? to school who can they say if you got a doctorate get over it amen that's great but get over yourself and worship god don't hand him your credentials hand him your praise put your hands up and worship him say i've got nothing to bring but i'm able to progress the kingdom because of my praise now i had a mother and i love her to death she's watching i'm sure so i have to be careful what i say Got to honor your mother and father, Ephesians 6, verse 3. Uh, Got to honor your mother and father so I can live long on the earth. I want to live a few days. How about you? She would play the piano so hard. Now, this is, you know, Pentecost early days where you could pass a book underneath her hands as she was playing the chords, Sister Carla. It's like, I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. I mean, she just pounded on that upright piano. Da, 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 da. And we would get to heaven service, and the Holy Ghost would start to move. You have to understand that we were called emotional. I get it. People are like, well, that's all emotion. Brothers and sisters, when you start reading your Bible, you understand that this praise thing is not all emotion. It's locomotion. It's moving the church. Amen. And I had a friend come and visit, and I was like, Lord, don't let my mother leave the piano. Because she would get up, and she would run around the church. And this wasn't like we had a wall of guitars by a computer behind Rob, or we have three or four synthesizers behind Brother Dean playing. It, actually, we don't have anything playing behind Brother Dean. He does it all by himself. <laughs> 
I just pointed at him, and <laughs> the Dinicus does it all. But my mom was the piano player, and I was the drummer. Now, you know how hard it is to play drums when the piano player leaves? <laughs> you look like a monkey in a suit. Because drums are just constructive noise. That's all it is. And she would get excited, and the Holy Ghost would move. And my mom knew one thing. Didn't matter what she'd been through in life. Didn't matter how much life had kicked her while she was down. She, would know, she knew that she got up in her praise, that when she praised God, things changed. And her children saw it, and we are now praisers because of it. Amen. And so... She would get excited, and I would see her working up. You know, she just, woo, woo, I feel the presence of the Lord. And she'd be playing away, and all of a sudden, everything would just stop. The congregation's singing, I'm playing the drums, and my mom is looping the church. Woo, 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 doing one of those numbers right there. And I was like, oh, Lord, my mom is so embarrassing. I remember I brought a friend the first time to church, and we sat, like, right up in here. And I was like, Lord, please don't let my mom run from the piano. Please just have a deep, soaking move of the Holy Ghost. Remember, I talk about that sometimes. And she, she would not let anything keep her from praising because she understood what the, what the Scripture says, that we are to make known to the sons of men the mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. The kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endureth throughout all generations. My mom wanted the next generation to watch her praise and pick it up. Didn't matter how much they picked it up. Didn't matter how much they did it. As long as they learned praise is progress. It doesn't matter how bad you feel when you come to church. I have been pastoring for a long time, not just here, but other places. I'm getting my 25-year ministry marked this year, and I'm going to get a little certificate in the mail. I really don't care. If you put that on the wall, fine. I don't really care. Care. But I can tell you one thing that's happened in 25 years. More people have shook my hand at the back door walking out saying, I didn't feel like coming. But when I got here and started praising the Lord, I wouldn't have wanted to miss today. Praise is progress, brothers and sisters. If you think it's all going bad right now, I want you to know that if you feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel, the light at the end of the tunnel is praise. Your progress is praise. That's why David said, oh, my goodness. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Why was David so happy before he even got there? Because he knew what praise can do. He knew what praise can do. He knew that no matter who was his enemies, no matter the foreigner that spoke against him, Scripture says, those that lied against him and, and spread rumors falsely, he said, even though they speak against me, I will praise the Lord my God. He said, I can't change what they're doing, but I can keep right what I'm doing. I can't move the situation any more than I have tried to move the situation. They will just not like me. They're just going to be haters anyways, but I'm not going to let that be my primary thought. My voice and my mind and my body is going to be given in praise. Amen, somebody. You focus on God, and God will focus on fixing what's wrong. You focus on what's wrong, and God will let you try to fix it. You do his job, and he'll just let you see how good you are at it. But if you do your job, he'll show you how good he is at his job. 
The eyes of all wait upon thee. Put your eyes on Jesus is what I'm saying. Stop looking at everything that's wrong and look at everything that's right. The eyes of all wait upon thee, verse 15. Is anybody getting some good stuff from this today? And satisfieth the desire of every living thing. You want to know where you're going to have your desire satisfied? It's in praising the most high God. It's in doing what you're doing right now. I don't care how good you smell or how good you look. You came here not to impress anybody but Jesus Christ. And he is impressed by your praise. Amen. He loves it. The devil hates it. That's enough to do it. God loves it. The devil hates it. That's enough to do it. You don't need another reason. But if you need one more reason, God said, let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord. That is what God says is a requirement. So when you give your breath back in praise, you're giving God the greatest thing he ever could want. The Lord is righteous. You can be seated. Don't get up so excited. All that stuff. You're so emotional. All this action and activity, you're getting me distracted. My ADD is going off. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. That's the next thing that happens. When you put your eyes all on him, you stop seeing all the trouble. And you start seeing this first. The Lord is righteous in all his ways, glorious in all his works. Oh, my goodness, he's working on something. Ephesians tells us that we are his masterpiece. And the, work, the one translation says that we are his handiwork. Have you ever gone through the, note, the Old Testament and sought out what God's handiwork is? God's handiwork were the sun, the moon, and the stars. God's handiwork were the, the creation of fish. And, and Job even says the fish and the birds and the trees all speak of him. Amen? And if he created us, we ought to speak of him. Amen? We ought to to praise the Lord. Amen. And so we know that if God's handiwork, it's not really a true translation, not the best translation. I think it's the NLT that translates it that way. But the best translation is we are a masterpiece of God. That he's working on stuff even when you don't, you don't know it. You don't see it. He's working. And so all of his works are holy. The Lord is nigh unto them. They call upon him. Look where we're going. We put our eyes on him. We put our thoughts on him. And then we start seeing him as righteous and holy in all he does, his works. And then the Lord is nigh unto them that call upon him. He goes, you're focusing on me. I'm going to focus on you. I'm going to sneak in. In the middle of your midnight, I'm going to sneak it. When it's all going wrong, brothers and sisters, there is progression in your praise. When you're like Paul and Silas in a jail at midnight, there's progression in your praise. Paul knew it. Paul was stuck in stocks and bonds. But he said, I might feel paralyzed in this moment, but you cannot paralyze my praise you cannot stop me you cannot keep me from praising my God because when I praise him and put my eyes on him he comes nigh to me 
All them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth, brothers and sisters. Praise without truth is ridiculousness. Praise without truth, truth, truth. <laughs> it's a special Sunday at last spring. We're talking about the truth of the word of God. We'll edit that out, I hope. <laughs> Help me out, media team. We praise the Lord, not only an emotional uplifting of God, but you can get whacked out if all you do is get super spiritual. You have to have the anchor of truth in your life. You have to have praise and a two-edged sword. Oh, we're getting there. We're about to praise him. The Lord preserveth all them that love him. Hey, wait, back up. Verse 19. He will fulfill the desires of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. The Lord preserveth all them that love him. He's the best preserver out there. If you need a life preserver, he's a life preserver. If you need to be retained for long periods of time, he's a preserver. He'll keep you where he puts you. Amen? The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but all the wicked will he destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise. Anybody want to say amen? My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord and let all flesh bless his holy name. Bless the holy name forever and ever. Amen. That's what we're doing here. David said, I will bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. He knew that his body his spirit and his soul should be engaged in his praise. That progress happens when we put our praise on God, when we lift him up, when we magnify the Lord, when we adore him. That's one word that translates out of the Old Testament. When we adore God, whenever kings would walk up and they would hold out their hand, people would adore the king by kissing the king's hand. They were saying, I am your subject. I am one who is in under authority of you. And he's saying, when we praise, we tell all the spiritual world that that is my king. You better not mess with me because when you mess with me, you mess with the one that I am subject to. You mess, all, you mess with all authority and all power and all glory. So when we praise, he inhabits the praises of his people. In other words, he sits down in the congregation. And where he sits down, he takes dominion. Brothers and sisters, you have to understand that you might be tracking through all kinds of crazy stuff in life, but every place you put your feet, when you're a praiser, God takes dominion. Every place you put your foot, when God touched, when God touches it, it comes into authority and he takes all authority. That he comes and inhabits the praises of his people. And when he inhabits, his kingdom is set up there and his throne and authority takes charge. That whenever you have a bad day and you start praising, the devil gets beside himself. Because if God inhabits the praise of his people, you just brought a greater authority than everything that's going on in your life right now into that moment that you took eternity and dropped it into time with your praise. That you literally, you're literally saying, I don't know what my next step is, but if I stand here and praise him, God will give me my next step. 
And every step after that, every step after a surrender and praise is a progress moment, brothers and sisters. So your praise is what kicks off your progress. It's not a church-generated thing. This is not a good idea that came from forefathers in the church. This is a God idea. He loves the praises of his people. And when you praise him, he progresses your life. Amen? So we must learn this one thing today. I'm hoping you leave here today with this one thing. Your praise is your progress. That if you don't know what to do, you don't know where to go, and you're overwhelmed with emotion of the moment, step above you and all that emotion. Lift your hands out of all of you and lift them up to God. And that praise creates a pathway for you out of everything you've been in. Praise has to be our priority. That's what I'm saying. Praise has to be the number one thing we do. If you're struggling with attacks of the enemy, if you're having dreams or your kids are having terrors in the night, you go and you praise over them. And you will break every chain off of them. You will break every nightmare and every terror. You will break everything off of them because praise brings the priority of God to that moment. And whatever is going on, your answer to those things is to learn how to praise. Praise him in the morning. I don't care if you just do the two-step. I don't care if you do the Watusi. I don't know what you're going to do. But you better use your body. You better use all of what you got. Use something. Dance, shout, walk about, I don't know, something like those old songs say, use part of your body to praise him. If you're standing over your kids, just wave over them. Just, just, Lord, this is my child. You cannot have him enemy. You cannot have him devil. You get out of their dreams. You get out of their life. My praise is greater because my God inhabits his praise in this moment when nothing is moving. And when you're not feeling anything, the right answer is to praise. I've come to the house of God, I can tell you in honesty, and I have not felt like praising God. But I don't inform my decision to praise him based on my feelings. I don't ask myself, do I feel like going to church today? Oh, I'm going to be a pastor for a minute. Oh, you loved me a minute ago when I was talking about let everything that I had breath, giving you one of these numbers. And now, let me get to pastoring. Do not ask yourself if you feel like living for God. Do not ask yourself if you feel like going to church. Do not ask yourself if you feel like praising. You praise your way into feeling. Amen? You praise your way into progress. You praise your way into a better life. You stand in the Spirit and you do not return to the yokes of bondage through praise. It's the answer to everything. It's the answer to discouragement. It's the answer to depression. It's the answer to addiction. It's the answer to abuse. It's the answer to bullying. It's the answer to so many things that we need to understand that when we praise him, God steps in. Amen. I'll close. Pastor friend of mine, He's distant, but I know of him, and <clears throat> he got a call, and his son had passed away, his young son. And I can tell you, as hard as that would be to get that phone call, 
I don't know that I would have been able to do right away what he did next. But he got the call. His son has passed away. They're in the ambulance. They're transporting. But he's dead on arrival. And he put the phone down, and he just lifted his hands. (laughs) What kind of faith do you have to have? How many spirit life classes do you need to be in to have that kind of faith? Your praise is built on what you know of God. And if you're not coming to get knowledge about God, you're not searching the word of God, you'll have no praise when you need it the most. But he has lived his life soaking himself in the word of God. And because of that, in the greatest and most dangerous moment to his faith, his response was, if you took him, I give him. If you took him, you know best. If you took him. It's too short of a season. It's too short of a season, Lord. But I remember, I remember Ecclesiastes chapter 3 where it says, there's a time for every purpose under heaven. And if you've chosen this time to take him, I will do what the wisdom writer says. It says, there's a time to mourn and there's a time to dance. That the fix, brothers and sisters, to everything you've lost, whether relationship, whether life, whether money, whether job, whether plans that never came, dreams that dashed on the rocks, whatever you have lost, the answer from the wisdom writer is those that mourn, those that grieve, those that have lost, there's a time for that. But the opposite of that is to dance. He's saying, what you do matters in those moments. He said, just somehow, you may not be able to move your feet. They may feel like a thousand pounds in that moment. But if you could just say, Lord, I'm not looking at it, but I'm looking at you. I don't know why, but I know who can help me. If you just do that, something changes in your life and progress happens even in dangerous moments for your faith. And he said, I was praising God. And the Lord told me he's not going to die. And I went to the hospital. I sat there. And I just set arms on the rest of the chairs. And I just kept praising God. And his praise produced his progress. And that little boy, after five hours, came back to life. They don't know why. They don't medically know how he should be a vegetable, but he's a fully functioning, healthy little boy at five years old. His praise, it was his praise that changed everything. You can fast till you only have one stripe on your pajamas. You can, you can push back the plate till your tongue's polishing your shoes. I don't care what you think about all of that stuff. I want to tell you that fasting and reading the Word of God is supposed to give you strength for your praise, brothers and sisters. It's supposed to make you a better praiser. It's supposed to make you a person who wants to say, I don't feel like it. In fact, I've been to the gym too much and it hurts to lift my hands, but I'm going to do it anyways. I don't care what it is. You have to be. Praiser above everything, above it all. Would you stand with me?
Pastor, you don't know what I've been through. How am I supposed to praise God with the stuff and the garbage that's come through my life? And I, I look around and I see other people and they have happy lives and they're, they're posting stuff with, yes, filters, but they're, they're happy and they're progressing and they're doing all of these things and I don't feel like I'm having that happen. I'm, I'm having some spiritual FOMO. I, I feel like I'm having the fear of being left out. I want you to know that the most beautiful things that you can praise God for are sitting right next to you on this pew today or the closest family relations in your life are the simple blessings that you have. Those are the places where you praise God from. The little things aren't the great things. And so, can I close with a story? Is that okay? Stan, I won't be long. It's about a little boy and he decided he was going to go across the long valley, lived on the edge of a mountain. There was a beautiful but deep valley between them and another beautiful house on the other mountain. And the beautiful house was where rich people lived. And he would, he would in the morning, he would get up and he would go outside and he would look at the big, beautiful house on the other side of the deep valley. And he would see that they were so rich that they had windows of gold. He was like, wow, what it must be like to live like that. I mean, I, anybody can praise him when you got money in the bank. Amen. Amen, my own sermon. <laughs> anybody can praise, money, praise God when it's going good. But can you praise God when it's not going good? And so, <laughs> yeah. And so he's like, one day I want to go see the house with the golden windows. So he told his mom, he said, Mom, would you pack me a lunch? I'm going to walk the three, four miles across the valley, and I'm going to go see the rich people with the house with the windows of gold. So he left out early in the morning. He was so excited. He stopped at the brook in the middle of the valley, and he ate his lunch. And as he was coming up in the afternoon, up the cliff and around to the, the plateau where the house was built, he came up over the edge and he looked and there was a house. But to his surprise, there was peeling paint on the walls and the, the windows, the jams of the windows and the seals were rotting and it had suffered the winters just like his house had suffered the winters. And he said to the young girl working in the yard, he said, where, where is the house of the rich people that's on this mountain that has the windows of gold? And she said, oh, that's not on this side of the mountain. And she turned and she pointed back to the house that he came from. He said, she said, every night as the sun is setting, you can see the rich people's house over there with the windows with the on the house that are made of gold. And the boy turns and he looks at his own house with the sun shining in the windows. And he realized that the most beautiful things and the most important things that he could praise and thank God for were where he was at right now. That it started with what he had and it progressed from there because of his praise. Can I help you with that story today? 
would you go home and would you just walk through your kitchen? I don't know if it's a mess. I don't know if you have, you know, dishes stacked up because you're drying them in the sink. I don't know if you got that going on. But whatever's going on, when you walk through the kitchen, just go to the refrigerator, open it up and do one of those head sideways things and go, thank you, Jesus, there's food in there. Go over and say, thank you, Jesus, I have this. And go and thank you, Jesus, I have a warm place to sleep. And I have a nice bed. And I have, I have these things. Because your thankfulness, your thankfulness feeds your praise. Amen. Would you lift your hands with me? You are light to the darkness. Everybody singing. We give hope. You restore. Every heart that is broken. Come on, it starts with praise. Great, great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. It's your breath. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. This altar's open. Why don't you come and praise Him? Let's come and stand. Come and stand at the altar and praise Him. I wish you would empty out the pews right now. There's no, there's no worry. You don't have to worry about anybody coming. We're just going to come and praise. I'm not going to come and anoint you with oil unless you want it. But come on down, everybody. Everybody that would, come on down and praise him. I promise you it will release progress. It will release progress in your life. I dare you to step out. Some of you are hesitant. I know. I get it. Step out, step out and praise him. Step out and praise him. Step out and praise him. Step out and praise him today. Lord, you're worthy of my greatest praise. Come on, use your body. Use your body, the thing that the devil never wants you to use. Use your arms and your voice and use your mind and your spirit. Great are you, Lord. Come on, praise him at home if you're watching at home. Stand to your feet if you can at home and just praise him. The king has walked in. Everybody rise. The king has walked in. Everybody rise. Oh, hallelujah. 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 That sounds so beautiful from up here. Everybody's singing. I give it back to you, Jesus. I give back my breath and praise. He gave us breath. We give it back in praise. Hallelujah, 